0: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Juliana Ponce about her wedding at the Croquet Lawn at Boardwalk Inn with a reception at Atlantic Dance Hall and a rehearsal dinner party at UK Lockside in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all of these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Juliana. Hi, Carrie. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: So, we have always been big Disney people. It's been a big part of our relationship. A lot of our like big milestones were at Disney. We got engaged at Disney. Actually, when we started planning, we started planning an at-home wedding. We have a large amount of family and friends we knew we were going to invite, and so a Disney wedding sort of seemed a little out of reach at the time. But the more that we kept planning our wedding at home and kind of getting quotes back from people or trying to find venues that we liked and that would work. So we kind of kept hitting a little bit of roadblocks kind of here and there. And it got to a point where we both sort of looked at each other and we're like, okay, well, let's see, can we make a Disney wedding work? And it turns out that it ended up really being in some ways, more cost effective and in some ways, just as much as it would have been to do it at home. So we figured why not get to do something that really feels very us and really get to share that with all of our friends and family.
0: That's wonderful. How did they react when they found out where the wedding was going to be?
1: Most people were not surprised. Everyone was pretty excited. Actually, we really didn't have anyone that gave any pushback about it? it's definitely obviously a big ask to ask all your friends and your family to travel for some it's you know we're from florida so for some it's pretty close but for others and our uh, bridal party especially too was asking you know a flight or you know you're having to take a little bit of time off work but everyone was really excited to sort of turn it into like a little vacation and a lot of people hadn't really been to disney since they were kids so it was really fun to kind of bring them to the happiest place on earth (laughs)
0: Fantastic. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the
1: trip? We originally started at about 100 people and we ended up with around 75.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. Did you set up a room
1: block for your guests? We did. We did All Star Music was our value resort. Coronado Springs was our moderate. And then the beach club was our deluxe. We really tried to pick resorts that we liked ourselves, you know, so that we felt like whoever stayed there would really kind of get the best of, you know, what we think is the best of Disney. And we picked Beach Club over Boardwalk because we really felt like the Beach Club has so many comfort amenities. They have like a little bit more quick service. They have a little bit, you know, properties a little smaller. We felt like the Boardwalk is beautiful, but it's definitely, um, if it's your first trip to Disney, that's a lot to take in. And while it's so fun, it can definitely be a little overwhelming. So we really were glad that we kind of opted with those three. That's a great point. I agree about the beach club versus the boardwalk. And it's nice. You get the best of both, for sure. And by staying at, you know, either one, you get to appreciate that whole property. Everything's so close.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I just love the view of the boardwalk from the beach club. Yeah. <laughs> <it's> so nice. <laughs> Now, how did you decide on the day of the week and time of day for your event?
1: The day of the week, we were really flexible on. We weren't super married to like it had to be a weekend. I'm a teacher. So we tried to opt for like, one of my breaks, we knew that that would kind of buy us some flexibility and like, okay, we could do a weekday versus a weekend. So we went with a Monday. We liked it because it sort of was like we could tag it on to a weekend so people could make it a long weekend instead of having to take some time off in the middle of the week. And then we went with a two o'clock ceremony. We liked it because it was early enough where we felt like we still got some good daylight. We could still have a dinner reception, but it wasn't starting super late. You know, we weren't having to try to get everybody up super early. We felt like it was a really nice meet in the middle. And for March, it was so perfect weather-wise. We had just enough breeze where we're at that like tail end of having nice weather in Florida before it really picks up for summer. So it ended up being really nice. That's great. Now,
0: how did you choose the croquet lawn for your ceremony and Atlantic Dance Hall for your reception?
1: We were walking around the boardwalk one day, even before we got engaged, and we were just sort of walking around and we turn that corner down like you're going towards Hollywood Studios, and we come across that lawn, and it just was so pretty, so quiet. We just sat there for a minute and just sort of enjoyed it, and then as we started to kind of poke around, like what venues are there after we got engaged and we really got settled on a Disney wedding, we... Came back across it and realized that it was a wedding venue and we really just sort of felt like it was everything we could have wanted It's so lush and pretty it really didn't need a lot of you know decorations or kind of extra things it had a lot of the stuff that we really wanted we really wanted a like kind of garden feel for our ceremony and it gave us that no problem And we love the Atlantic Dance Hall. Again, it's another one of those venues where it's like, it just has so much character to itself that we really loved that we could kind of make it our own. We liked the vintage feel and it was great that it worked out that they were walking distance. So we could eliminate a lot of those like extra transitions or transportation or just things that could make the day a little more complicated. So we felt like it was such a win-win to just have them all right there at the same spot.
0: That's a great point. Did you guys use any outside vendors for the portions of your event that you were able to?
1: We did. We used the Roots for Photography. They were incredible. We can't recommend them enough. I know so many people have used them and know how wonderful their work is, but they really make you feel so comfortable in front of the camera and make you laugh. And they really helped to make our day just feel light and fun. And they took all the stress Off of us, you know, obviously it was such a hectic day. We used the Polk Bros for videography. They were also incredible to work with. And I love our video. I'm so glad that we ended up doing videography. It's such, um, pictures are beautiful, but it was so nice to also have that little bit of audio and all those extra little visual bits from our day. That was really special. Obviously, Laura Reynolds Artistry for hair and makeup. We had Nikki did my hair and makeup. We also had Sarah, she did hair. They were all both incredible to work with also. Jay DeLomo Bridal Gallery in Coral Gables was who I got my dress from. They were also incredible. It's uh, a father-daughter that run it, and their customer service was also great. We really tried, um, my husband is a small business owner, so we tried to include as many as we could, which is hard because I know our venues didn't necessarily lend themselves to having a ton of outside vendors, but we really tried to where we could. DJ Vitor was our DJ as well. I know he's not necessarily an outside vendor, but that's who we ended up using. Personal floral we did through Something Bar Blooms. We did all silk floral, which was great. We ordered some samples from them because I was a little hesitant because it's, you know, I was like, are they going to look good in pictures? Are they going to feel as, you know, and look as nice as you want them to look on your day? But they were amazing. I was so blown away by... The look and the feel and the weight and looking back at the pictures I never would have guessed that they were silk until you get really you have to get so close to notice and that was great and it was wonderful because we were able to rent them we sent them back the next day and we didn't have to deal with okay well it's wilting or we're going to be here for you know another five days what am I going to do with the bouquet or what are we going to do with all these other little things so that was also another outside vendor that we used that was really great What a great idea. How did you guys choose your officiant? So our officiant was Mercedes Vargas. We got her through a recommendation from a different wedding officiant. We really needed a bilingual officiant. Both uh, my husband's family and some of my family speak Spanish. So we knew we wanted someone who could help us make our ceremony flow smoothly between both languages so that everyone felt included. Everyone kind of knew what was going on the original officiant we reached out to was not available. And they gave us a wonderful list of recommendations. And Mercedes was the first person we called. And when we started talking to her, it just felt like talking to one of our family members. Like we felt immediately so comfortable. She puts our minds at ease, answered all of our questions. And she was so great to work with. And she really helped to tailor our ceremony and the things we wanted so well that it really, that was One of those parts that we really felt like we could be not hands off, but just that she knew exactly what to do and the questions to ask. So we, you know, could help sort of drive all those little details. And it was so something a lot of our family and friends still talk about how smoothly she switched between English and Spanish. No one felt like they missed anything or it didn't feel too wordy. She's just so skilled in that area. And that was really wonderful to have. She was such a blessing to our day.
0: That's wonderful did you guys add any
1: kind of entertainment to
0: the ceremony or the reception
1: we had a violinist at the ceremony and that was great he was spectacular they really truly can play anything that you request and then at the reception we had a dj we had dj v tour again we wanted that bilingual aspect so for like the mc portions and just you know we knew the kind of party we wanted to have and he did a phenomenal job keeping the dance floor full keeping everybody having a good time he was also another great vendor to work with
0: that's great do you have any menu
1: items or cake
0: flavors from the reception that you would recommend
1: for food we had the boneless short rib that was phenomenal so tender so delicious. Everyone raved about it. We had chicken eight ways, but done in the style of the lemon chicken from Ale and Compass at the Yacht Club. And we hadn't tasted that one at our menu tasting. So we were kind of just throwing that idea at them and kind of hoping they could maybe recreate it. And it was delicious. For cake, we had an espresso cake with vanilla buttercream for one or two layers. And that was just like having like that coffee and cream flavor, it was so good. We were really surprised that from our cake tasting that that was the ones that we really liked. We weren't expecting to like the espresso the way that we did, but that was like our first choice right off the bat. And then the middle layer of it was uh, churro with the churro crunch mousse that I know everyone loves and raves about. And for good reason, it was so cinnamony and delicious and We still had some decent amount of cake left over, but everyone went back for one or at least two slices. So I felt really good with the choices we made.
0: (laughs) Can you tell my listeners a little bit about the rehearsal dinner you did at UK Lockside and Epcot?
1: Yeah, we really wanted to have a moment with like our bridal party and our immediate family and kind of share something about Disney that we really love. And the fireworks to us are really special you know, what place can you go where every night they put on this truly amazing show. And at the time it was harmonious and we really loved the way they kind of blended all the music and the lights and the fireworks. It was just, it's truly a show and we wanted to treat our family and friends to that. And so we picked UK Lockside because we liked how it was small enough. We didn't have a huge amount of people coming to this event. So we wanted it to feel close and intimate and we liked how you have to kind of walked down a little bit from like the main walkway in Epcot. So we weren't, you know, really hearing a lot of like the foot traffic and the guests and the guests weren't really noticing us either. And so it was kind of nice to really feel like we were just there right at waters level, kind of having this own little private party. For food, we had the nacho bar that everyone raves about. It was the perfect choice, having all of the different Choices. We have a couple vegetarian friends, so it was super easy for everyone just to customize what they wanted, have as much as they want. And it kept the rehearsal dinner feeling a little bit fun instead of feeling a little more serious with like a plated meal or you know, something a little heavier. It just kinda kept it lighthearted, which we liked. And I can totally understand why everyone picks it because there really is like the sky's the limit with like your toppings and your choices and everyone kinda get a little bit of what they want. We had the pulled pork, it was so good, so delicious. For desserts, we did the Little Mickey like cookies and cream parfaits. We tried them at our menu tasting, and we just thought they were so cute, and we loved the Little Mickey head on top, and it was just like a cute little Disney treat. And then we had an action station. We didn't really know what we wanted to do at our menu tasting. We kind of threw some ideas around with the chef that we were working with, and he kind of took our ideas and ran with what we had suggested. We talked a lot about trying to incorporate a couple flavors of like home. My husband is Colombian, my dad is from Mexico. So we wanted to kind of try to incorporate some things that our families would like and some flavors that we grew up with. So he made, the chef created um, flan on top of a chocolate cake and they covered it in like the mixed berry sauce with vanilla ice cream. It was so good. It was the perfect amount of sweet. And a little bit of tang from the berries. It was delicious. That's awesome. Did you guys add a ride mix in? We did not. We kind of threw the idea around, but we have a couple family members with some mobility issues. And so we thought maybe it would just be a little too much for the evening. And we really just wanted to try to keep everything in our wedding weekend, you know, fun, but not too overwhelming or too, okay, we have to be here, we have to be there, go, 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 try to keep it, you know, a little low key where we can so that it's still relaxing and so it kind of feels like a vacation.
0: That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the
1: wedding day ran? Sure. So we started with hair and makeup around 730, which felt really, early as we were planning and then we got to the day and I was up at like 5am way too excited and ready to go we did like a brunch delivery from Panera which I can't recommend enough working snacks and food into your getting ready because I feel like everyone forgets to eat and having it already ordered beforehand made it just so easy to make sure everyone had a little something because it is such a long day before you make it to the reception at the end we got dressed and finished hair and makeup around, like, 11.45. Our photos began at noon. and We got to do our first look. I did a first look with my dad, which was so special, and I did a first look with Nick. And we took all of our couple and group photos, which is really nice to have so many of those done so that we could really just kind of keep enjoying the evening instead of having to, you know, pull everyone out of cocktail hour and then go back. We all really got to just sort of get those done, feel like we had them all ready and fresh, and then go just enjoy the rest of the day. We started the ceremony at about 2, 2 2.15. I think we started really at 2.30. And then our ceremony was only about, I would say, 30 minutes, which was great. We tried to keep it. You know, long enough where we felt like we got all the elements in, but not too long where we kind of felt like we're all standing up there and everyone's just looking at you. Mm-hmm. So it does. It's. I feel like um, I underestimated how you get so wrapped up in it. But then you do kind of notice that, oh, wow, like we've been standing up here and we're all talking and everyone's looking at you. You kind of take it all in for a minute. And then after that, we did cocktail hour at three thirty, three thirty to 4.30. And we did that on the second floor of the dance hall. And that was great to have all of that kind of worked in the same location. And then our reception was 4.30 to 9.30. So we had cake and dancing and dinner. And it was great because we were able to extend our reception long enough to be able to see the fireworks from the outside of the dance hall. If you go out on the porch, you can see it from just over the treetops, which was really nice for all of our guests to kind of see a little bit of the Epcot fireworks.
0: That's great. When you were planning, what were some of the most important
1: aspects of the event where
0: you focused your attention or your budget?
1: I would say the dessert party was a big one. We knew we wanted it in some capacity, whether it was going to be at the end of the evening or at the rehearsal dinner like we just sort of wanted to find some way to work it in we kind of threw it around we originally had it at the end of our wedding day but we felt like as we looked at all the things we were doing during the day that it just felt like a little too much the thought of okay we're have the ceremony we're going to go to the reception and then try to pack in the kind of party that we wanted while still knowing okay we got to get everybody out and to Epcot by a certain amount of time just felt like a little too much for one day so we Decided to move it as a rehearsal dinner. But that was definitely a big priority for us, trying to find some way to work that in, because it's so, where else can you get fireworks? You know, there's so few places. Disney is definitely one of them. The other place that we definitely focused a lot of our time to were things like some, like, personal decor. We had a table with some of our family members who are no longer with us. We really also wanted to try to work in some other Little Disney touches things that were important to us, like having the fast passes as escort cards, things like that. Things that just sort of felt like we could just put our own little spin on it. We also had, I teach kindergarten, so I had my students write marriage advice that we put (laughs) at every table. And they were a big hit. Everyone went around and kind of tried to read everyone's. Um, And if anyone's tried to read little kid writing, they know it's really difficult But some of them were um, uh, love is care was one of them. And they that was a favorite. And one of them was about if you love someone, you need to spin and dance and sing. And so it was just one of those cute little touches that was personal to us that we really wanted to kind of try to tie in as best we could.
0: That's wonderful. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort?
1: Personal floral. For sure, renting our personal florals was definitely the way to go for us. We wanted them to look really nice, but we knew that to get some of the things that we would want at either Disney's prices or at an outside florist prices might be maybe more than we wanted to pay. And so if we could save some money there, we could definitely put it towards something that we really wanted to do. Transportation was another area. We had a lot of family members who drove. So we really didn't have the need to provide it ourselves and trying to keep all of our venues super close really helped cut that out for us and the stress out too. We were trying to rack our brains for a while about how to work all of that and if we wanted to provide it and it just ended up at the end of the day feeling more stressful than it was as far as like worth it or helpful for the day. And I would say ceremony decor was probably the other area where we tried to trim back as we could. The croquet lawn is so beautiful on its own. It really didn't need a lot of extra or a lot of fluff. It has those beautiful arbors at either end of the lawn. And that was another reason why we picked it was we knew we wanted some sort of arch, but those get so expensive and to do the kind of floral that, we probably would have wanted to really make it look lush would have been definitely out of our budget, but those arbors always have beautiful greenery on it already and it worked in with our colors. And so that was sort of just like a win-win. That's great. Okay. What
0: ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh my goodness.
1: Aside from actually getting married, I would say walking down the aisle with my dad, the, couple months prior, my dad had had a lot of really big health scares, and we weren't super sure if we were even going to get to this day or if we did, what it was going to look like. But we got to the end of the aisle, and he stood up from his wheelchair, and we walked with my mom the whole way down. And the croquet lawn is not small. And we we made the whole walk, and it was just one of those surreal moments. Being able to celebrate that as a family, because both Nick and I had had such a big part in trying to help, you know, my parents through those events leading up to the wedding, and being surrounded by our family and friends who knew how trying the previous months had kind of been, that, you know, it just felt so triumphant to do that together with him and then also our father-daughter dance we've we used to dance together when I was little and so we had sort of always like talked about that that was going to be something we're going to do you know when I get married but then to have it where we kind of weren't sure what it was going to look like for a little bit and kind of uh be a little worried that maybe uh it wasn't going to work out or it wasn't going to happen the way we had originally thought but then the day of it ended up being just perfect and it felt really just so good and so joyful. And that was definitely one of my favorites from the day. And the other one that's sort of just from like the weekend as a whole was sort of seeing just all of our friends and family be so excited, have so much joy. We were dancing. We were laughing. We were singing. One of our groomsmen and one of my bridesmaids' sons, who was our flower bro, they both did the worm at our reception <laughs> we were all dancing and just getting to watch everyone that we love and care about so much have such a good time and come together because what other time do you really get to get all of your favorite people in one room was so fun to watch getting to watch Nick dance with his mom and those sorts of things it was just taking in all those little moments was so good it's really hard to kind of pick like one.
0: (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: Not really. We had like one or two super minor things, nothing that we, nothing that felt like world ending. One was we picked out, we did a package bar and we picked out the more expensive one, but specifically for like one or two liquors that we had like family that specifically liked like my in-laws really like one particular scotch and it happened to be the scotch on that package. So we thought, you know, that'd be great. We can pick it and they can sort of have that as like a little, you know, like something that's really, we picked up for them. Well, we got to the reception and it turns out they had enough for maybe one or two pours. And then that was it. So that was about, you know, 30 minutes into the reception. And so, you know, they, they, were super great they came up to us you know kind of let us know when we you know we said you know we kind of picked it out specifically for this so you know if we had known that you know it would have been fine we would have just picked the different package but they were super great and they worked with us after the fact to kind of help correct it and the other thing was our violinist was supposed to come to the cocktail hour but I think somewhere Along our many emails that got crossed, it showed up on our BO, but it just didn't happen the day of. But again, it was one of those two where they were really good about helping us rectify it later. and our uh, DJ like didn't even notice he just started playing like sort of some background cocktail music. So we weren't, you know, necessarily at a loss without it, but it was just one of those like little details that definitely got kind of lost in the shuffle of our back and forth during planning.
0: Got it. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal?
1: I think the like little like transitions and all those little details, like trying to figure out the logistics of, okay, we've gotten everybody here. Okay, now I have to tell them how to get to the resort that we're going to be at and then how to find the, you know, the person who's going to help escort you to where the venue is, because our venue is definitely Out of the way, you have to sort of, you know, walk down, walk around. It's not necessarily easy to get to. And just those, like, little logistic things were definitely something that, like, as we were getting ready for the wedding, those, like, last special couple weeks leading up, we felt like, okay, we got to make sure we get all of our ducks in a row and explain to everyone that, you know, Disney's huge. You can't just get on one of the buses and it's going to get you where you need to go. So that was definitely one that felt big. But then once we kind of got there, it was a lot smoother and a little, a little less um, of a big deal than it felt looking at, you know, looking at it beforehand. But I guess it's hard because we go to Disney all the time. So there's so many things that I feel like, oh, that's so easy to find. Or, oh, you could definitely find that if you, you know, know where to go. But then I have to remember, okay, not everyone knows where to go. So.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. Is there
1: anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Not really. I was trying to think about this question, if there was really anything. I don't think so. I liked what we did. I liked the amount that we did. We tried to keep it where we felt like we did all the things we wanted to do, but not overwhelm our weekend. But no, there wasn't really anything that kind of stood out as like, maybe I'd fix it or maybe I would try something different.
0: That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney
1: couples? Definitely utilize all the resources that are out there. Your podcast was such a help and your book. Also the Disney brides Facebook group and Pinterest and Disney weddings has things on their website. Like definitely utilize all the things that are out there because it really helped to make planning so much easier. Um, I feel like having a solid idea of the things that you want Um, before you sit down with Disney to really have like your planning meeting was really helpful. I felt like the parts of our day that went really, really smooth were the parts that we had kind of thought through a lot before we came to the table with them because we weren't making tons of changes. We kind of set these details in place and then we didn't touch them. And that's not to say don't make changes, but if there's things you know you want and you can set them in place early and kind of leave it alone in your BEO so that it doesn't get lost in all the little details that kind of change and come and go, I feel like the smoother our day went.
0: That's interesting.
1: I tried to not get too caught up in, I'd pick something, I'd see something new that maybe I would swap, want to swap out with it. But then I knew that if I did that and kept making too many changes, especially too many big changes, that that meant it'd be a higher chance for you know there to be something lost in the conversations or the emails back and forth, especially because you really have that like one really big sit down with them. And then it's just sort of back to email, you know, correspondence.
0: Right. Yes, that's a great point. Well, Juliana, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's getting married at Walt Disney World or having a vow renewal there. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, disneyweddingpodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.